something to believe. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 108 of the WW Bro podcast with me, your host, comedian Anthony DiDomenico, coming to you live every Monday night on Facebook. You can always get the podcast at www.bropodcast.podbean.com anytime as well as on iTunes and please five star rate and review keep getting them up there I love reading your reviews I love sharing them with everybody so definitely keep doing that and always you can find me on Instagram at comic Anthony D and the podcast at www.bropodcast also guys I just want to throw it out there again um, as of March 2nd Little overhaul of the podcast, the live video. If you guys like watching the live video, it'll only be available to Patreon members in the WW Bro Podcast Patreon member page. So to join that, go to patreon.com, look up WW Bro Podcast, and become a member. And you'll also get other perks and stuff that's going to be revealed uh, after March 2nd when we do the, the, we do the reveal. So definitely look out for that. Uh, we're joined this week, very special guest, comedian John Ziegler. Yeah. What's going on, Ziegler? How you doing? Good. You yeah? Can, you can find me nowhere on the yeah. internet. <laughs> he's scrubbing himself clean from the internet. I've been scrubbed. He's been scrubbed. He's, he's uh, not available anywhere. He's got, a web, he's got a website, though, right? Yeah. Or yeah. well, you can fax me, either way. Send him a fax <laughs> message if you want to. <laughs> Send your offer through fax. <laughs> and you can, you can book him that way. Or instead of a smoke signal. Either <laughs> Yeah, he'll call you guy. He'll call. He's got a guy you can call. Maybe you can book him that way. But you have a website, though, right? Yeah, JohnZieglerComedy.com. And that's really the only place they're gonna find you as of now on the internet. As of now, I have big plans. I got big thing. Big change is coming. Big change is coming. Big change is coming. All right, you guys know I weigh in on Monday nights. I'll go over my uh, weekly weigh in <coughs> reflection and everything before uh, we get in talking to John. Uh, so uh, wait in this week, what I wrote before was I'm feeling really good heading into tonight's weigh-in. Uh, last week was really busy, had a lot of fun. I stayed on track every day, only two blue dots, and got my workouts in. I'm really starting to feel stronger. Maybe it's just me, but I think I look skinnier today. I swear to God, I was looking in the mirror at work, and I thought I, I looked skinnier. But that's maybe that's my mind playing tricks with me. Um, what I'm most proud of is not giving in to food just because I'm in a social setting. I meal prepped and planned and got... Uh, to enjoy all my events. Some of them are ones that in the past I would just said no to. Only thing I would have changed was that I, I'd like to have gotten more sleep, but I did the best with the busy week I had. I really want to see a loss on the scale tonight and get a good streak going. Either way, I'm feeling great and ready for the vacation this week. So with that being said, I weighed in tonight and I was down 0.8 uh, for a total now of 197. We're getting back to 200. And, uh, yeah, I wanted more. I wanted more this week, but I'll take the loss. It's now three weeks in a row that I've lost after kind of plateauing for a little bit, so I'm, I'm definitely happy about that. Uh, yeah. That's what, what do you think? I think about what? That you're down one yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it's good. Yeah, I want to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just praise me a little before we get into you. <laughs> no, I think it's good. You've no. been really consistent. I mentioned the other night. We did a show the other night together. And I told you, you just look. I haven't seen you on stage in a while. We haven't worked together in a while, and you looked so much better. That's right. Yeah, just moving better. You're good. No, you did. You looked. You looked good. It's not just you know the scale. I know you'd like to get bigger losses. You know, we talk every week. Yeah. You'd like to lose more, but um, just your health on stage was a big difference. I, I saw a picture from that night too, and I was really happy with the picture, especially when I was wearing a button down too. So like, I always get like nervous. Uh, Calcagno goes, Ziegler, call me. 
Well, I've been doing. I've known you for what, like nine years. He's like years Ziegler or isn't listening. <laughs> Who said that? Okay, go. Nah, yeah, I got. He can tell I got other shit in my head right yeah, now. Yeah, he's worried about other things right now, but he's doing the podcast anyway. <laughs> I'm here. He's here, so that's always important. Now, one of the reasons I wanted wanted you on is because uh, not only being a comedian, but you have been in the fitness industry. For how, how long? You've been... Like 25, 25 years, I tw- think. 25 years. You're a personal trainer or just... I did, yeah, I did everything for the most part. I was a personal trainer. I owned a fitness studio. I ran gyms. Yeah, so you into that whole thing. And you also were a counselor as well. Um, yeah, well, that was drug abuse, but same same. Same, same co- but you always... You know what it is? Because you always, like, you'll... Especially people we know that, like, will quit something and then they gain, like, a bunch of weight. And you're like, yeah, they're just throwing in one thing for the other. So no, is that all, it's all related? No, it's everybody. It's everybody. It's everybody. You know, they you... quit one thing, they just get another vice. <laughs> like nothing changed. Just, just changing it, right? They're just changing it up. Just medi- uh, medicating themselves with some shit. Ziegler, are you available for nine? Got a gig in Mississippi, $200 for an hour. Do I get a room? <laughs> He's got to get a room and you got to give him something to eat too. He's got to gotta get a meal. Room and a meal. I'm in. So how did you become a personal trainer? Like, What made you get into that field? Uh, I was a drug counselor for like five and a half years. And that sucked. And then um, I needed a job. That's how I got into it. I moved home. I was living upstate. And I moved home to Long Island. My friends worked at a gym. That and I had, like, I had like worked out. So they're like, you want to work here? And I was like, yeah, I'll work at the gym. So was there ever like a passion like to get into? No. Uh, no? No. Passion? You know me? <laughs> no. Well, I just, I've never had a job well, I know with passion. You, but these people don't know you. So. Yeah, I think they do already. Um, <laughs> no, I got into fitness. I, I always liked exercising and stuff yeah. like that. So I got into fitness. And it was supposed to just be a pit stop. And it just it ended up becoming my career. A career in fitness. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, it, it's, you know, it is because I'm just getting into working out. So, like, the whole, probably the past two years, I really started to work out. And seriously, like, the last year. So, it's kind of, I'm always curious when I met somebody that's worked out, like, their whole life. Like, how'd they get into that? Like, it was just, like, you wanted to look good. You wanted to feel good. You wanted to lose weight. Oh, it's just vanity. Van- <laughs> <laughs> as long as I look good. <laughs> Changing now, I'm 52 years old, so now I, I work out differently. Now Wait, I worry about being able to put my sneakers on without back okay. pain. Like so, I, I train I, now, it is more health conscious. Now it's more health conscious yeah. than before. But well, for the first 51 and a half years, it was pretty much vanity. Just vanity. That's that's all. Okay, that's not a bad way, I guess. To you know, you want to, people want to look good as you know, so you get into to health and fitness. But did you? So was nutrition ever like a big part of your thing, or was just basically working out? Um, I don't have a nutrition background. Like I learned about nutrition because I've been doing it for so long. Um, I've never been great with nutrition because I, I don't have any vices. I don't drink or do drugs or yeah. shit like that. So for me, it's like food is how I kind of medic. So I've always like um, deprived myself. I don't eat what I want to eat because I can eat a whole pizza in one sitting. I just don't let myself do it. Um, but I never ate for a guy who was in fitness that long. I never mm-hmm. ate super clean. Yeah, we we've been friends for like ten years now, so like we've had many diner trips and stuff like that. And you could put the food away. I've noticed that you you, you can eat. Yeah, I've never been the guy with Tupperware with grilled chicken and like you know all the trainers yeah. at the gym bring it in there. Do you find as you get older though, you have to start getting towards that? Um, if I want to keep my weight down, and I mean, I have some borderline. My blood sugars are borderline. My are blood, they really? Yeah, a little bit. I didn't know that. They're not high, but they're. I have better blood sugar than you. Yeah. <laughs> It's amazing. You always called me a freak of nature. Yeah, I was always. A... Anthony also has a higher vertical jump than me. It's a very weird. <laughs> that is crazy, you know, because um, I went 
recently I had to have all my tests done when I thought I was having that heart attack and everything came back, came back clean because the first thing they tested for was diabetes and all that stuff. My blood pressure was like 110 over 70. So yeah, I, that's, that makes no sense. Well, I, I lost uh, over a hundred something pounds at that point. Yeah. You shouldn't be 110 over 70. <laughs> you should have high, you know, you should have like your, your sugar should be high. Your cholesterol should yeah, be but high. Even a couple of years of eating healthy and clean and getting. Yeah. It's not a, that's not a push. You were like, you used yourself for like 38 years. <laughs> so you can fix it. it you can fix it, but I'm surprised. Like when you, you went to the doctors when this, you really first started this. Uh, well, no, it was about a year ago. It was yeah. the last time I was at the doctor. Before I, had before. I, I remember, I remember you went when you were just starting this, like 190 pounds ago. Yeah. And you still had pretty good levels on everything. Yeah, nothing was... That's uh, not the norm. You, well, you always said I was a freaking idiot because I had nothing wrong with me. Like, and I went to the doctor a couple of times in bet- like even before I started. And you were like, well, what's your, what's your levels? What, what's that? I'm like, I don't know. They said it was fine. They said maybe I'm pre-diabetic, but I wasn't diabetic. No, it's, it's the same as me. I've been working out for 30 years. I just That's all, I guess, genetics. It's I, a I, lot of it is genetics. Yeah, I think on my grandmother's side, I think I get, I get it from that because my grandmother's a big woman but never had diabetes. She had high blood pressure when she got older but never really had any of those uh, – the, the the things that go along with that, like you know, my I know people who and even my 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 groups have like you know they're a hundred pounds or so less than me, and they have a lot more issues than I do. So I guess I was I was pretty lucky that way with be especially you've seen some of the stuff I put away over the over the years. Oh yeah, I eat. <laughs> you see me eat. I eat okay. Yeah. I'm conscious. I don't eat desserts. Like really, I'm not like a cookie cake person. My issue is food. Yeah, um, and I I have to be conscious of it. So uh, this guy Andrew here uh, says my blood sugar was weird the the first time I went the doctor to the doctor was also was like one fifty over ninety is that good or not good is is blood pressure is that your blood pressure one fifty over ninety that's not good right um the diastolic which is the bottom number is the yeah. more important number ninety is borderline oh, okay it's not it's not terrible seventy what's that yours is seventy one ten over seventy yeah pass I said to my you got to stand up fast one day and smack your head what do you mean uh, that's a little on the low side. Is it? Yeah. So when you get up quick, level changes, you get up, you get a little loopy. I don't get loopy. I don't, first of all, I don't get up that fast, so it's, yeah. I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's one thing that's never changed. I haven't gotten any quicker. In the, I think I've actually gotten slower with the with the knee problems and everything. So, Well, I'm on the talk. I found, remember they found me on the kitchen floor. Yeah. That's crazy. I, I got That I couldn't believe. No, they never found out why. I just, I just passed out one day for no reason on my kitchen floor. Could it just been like you, you, you ate something weird that day, or you had like a no, virus or they, nothing? No, they ran every test; they found nothing. That's crazy. I, I, that, I, I remember that happened. Um, you, you had to be scared when that happened, right? Uh, yeah, when I woke up in a puddle of blood, of I was blood. pretty scared. Yeah. Even though it was happening, you could be in the middle of being murdered. I thought I was murdered. <laughs> I thought I was murdered. <laughs> Somebody got. No, I had. I had that one thing. I thought I was having a heart attack. It was an anxiety attack. I was having a, a panic attack, and I thought, like, you know, because I was looking at my Fitbit, and my heart rate was going up and down, and it was just the anxiety. Yeah, I have it this year. Yeah, I never had it before. <laughs> I've had anxiety this it's year. scary. Yeah. Like, when I walked into the hospital, they're like, like, what's your symptoms? Like, oh, I'm 39. I'm having a little chest discomfort, and my heart rate's going. Like, well, can you walk? I go, yeah. They go, like, just follow me. They put me right into the bed. They started hooking me up to the machines. Or yeah, didn't I didn't take any I didn't chances. Know. I did CAT scans, EKGs, stress tests. Yeah, all that came back negative. They didn't, they didn't find anything. So, you know, okay, so you're personal trainer, counseling. How does comedy come into play? 
Well, I always wanted to do this, but yeah. I have uh, fear of public speaking. Really? Yes, petra paranoid. Like, like not even like a normal fear. Like some people are afraid of public speaking. I was like paralyzed by it. So it took me to like 40 before I had the guts to get on stage. That's right, because I was 30 when I started. Yeah. You were starting. That's when I owned my gym. I owned the gym at the time. I was making like really good money. And um, I always wanted to do comedy. So I just went and did the open mic down at the club. That's how I started too. Down at the, and I think you've noticed that like, you know, even being 40, you still looked younger than half the comedians that were that were there. I'm 52. Yeah. I'm younger than half the comedians that are there. That's like the joke is like, we'll find out somebody's age. Like, you know, Ziegler's older than them. Like, no. I'm like, yeah, he's, he's like 10 years older than that person. So uh, that's how comedy is just something I always I wanted to do since I was like 12. But one, I didn't get how it works. I'm like, yeah. how do you just become a comic? And then uh, the other part was just petrified of it. Well, that's the thing too. I think I I took me so long to start as well. I I wanted to be I wanted to do jokes, every, you know, tell jokes ever since I was a kid. And I told you that story about what happened. The call in the club. No, when I was a kid, I wanted I, there was a there was a talent show at my camp. Oh, that's great. And I don't know why you don't do that on stage. Did you ever do that on stage? No, I got to work into. I got to work in it because it's it's actually pretty funny. So we were doing this talent show at school. <laughs> And they were going around, and they were asking, like, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to tell jokes. I want to be like a comic. And the, the counselor was like, no, nah, I got a better idea. I'm going to take you and the two other fat kids over there, and you guys are going to dance to the fat boys cover a Chubby Checkers twist. Oh, and they the marched greatest. us up there. <laughs> they put the song on, and we just had to dance to it. And I've never seen people laugh harder. These oh, counselors. It's a shame like, there was no Instagram. You it was like been, Def been, Comedy Jam. You would have been viral. They were like rolling over each other like a Def Comedy Jam. But you think about it now, I could have sued though. I've been a millionaire. That's shaming. That's bullying. That's every single thing you could think of. But it was the 80s, so that didn't happen. If that was today, I'm telling you, you'd be viral. I'd be viral. I, I'd be everybody. Oh, my problem. I could. I'd be selling out clubs. You'd have to close on the twist for the next fifteen yeah. years. You'd be like, ugh. Like every night, you're like, come on, everybody. Like, come on, everybody. <laughs> Big closer. I'm like, hit it. <laughs> it's like my poor dice has to do the nursery rhymes. Yeah, it'd be the twist. Forty years, hickory dickory. You can tell that guy doesn't want to do it anymore. I'd have to, like bring people up on stage to do the twist with me. That'd be like the big, uh, the big closer. Be huge. Sadly, I'd be like, can I open for you? Yeah, I, I could do the, the Mamba. Um, but no, that's what I wanted to tell jokes back at, at, at eight years old. And um, it took me till 30 to actually, and I did it as a bucket list. I didn't think I was going to go back. <laughs> that's I, where I met you, actually, the, the open mic. Yeah, I met you at the, um, I was already about a year or two in. Yeah. I started a little before you. I thought you were like um, like a famous comedian. I was. It's a big deal. You said that you were talking to John about doing shows in the city, and I was like, oh, yeah, this guy's like... <laughs> I think that was the last show I did in the city. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. And and I was, was like, 10 years, 10 years ago? Yeah, and I was like, wow, this guy's like, must be famous. <laughs> He's doing shows in the city. I peaked. I yeah. peaked then. And then, yeah, I met you that night, and it was funny. What was your? You told me like years later that like, your first impression was like, oh, he... So I was engaged at the time. Like, oh, your girlfriend's not bad. Yeah, your girlfriend's good looking for for big guy or something like that. You like for big uh, guy. Yeah, or that's a like nice that. way. Yeah. Of, it was a nice way of phrasing it. The way you. The way, well, you said it much meaner than I did. Um, I wasn't. I was. You know, your girlfriend was cute. Yeah. And I was like, wow, how do you, how do you pull that? <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, I was trying to put it a different way. That's actually the first thing you said to me. Like when I saw it. <laughs> and then I critiqued your closer. You did. You. I used to have a closer, and I know I don't get I blue on the show, but. 
Um, the, my closer was uh, I used to compare my, my my penis to Neapolitan ice cream or something, being three different colors. And I, the, the punchline was like, but it doesn't taste like it, or something like that. And so I get off stage, and, and John's like, hey, you know that thing you close with tonight? I'm like, yeah. He's like, I. Maybe don't close with it. I'm like, what tonight? Like, yeah, don't, don't do whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was never shy about feedback. I never did it again, though. Not as you shouldn't have. It was the best advice I've ever given. It was the last time I did that joke. So, okay, with, with be, being a comedian, I know it. It was hard for me, and but I have I had you know eating and, and weight issues all my life. How did you find like? Because you've always been in shape. That's one thing we always joke about is that you're like, you know, one of the one, there's two comics who are in shape and you're one of them. How do you, who's the I, other? Well, McKenna. Like, no, you he's, know. Like, he's like 20 years old. Don't count. I'm just saying, like, how do you like stay in shape and how do you stay motivated to, to, to work out and everything when it is an unorthodox lifestyle of a lot of late nights, a um, lot of bar food, a lot of diners afterwards? How, how, does, how do you stay motivated to be in shape? Well, for me, working out is, you know, I get my. I get melancholy. Is that a good word? I get a little depressed. So <laughs> exercise has been the best medication for me. Mm -hmm. It keeps me sane. If I didn't work out, I'd unravel. Like if I miss like four days of exercise, you can see a change in my mood. Okay. Like I start to, I start to get, you know, curl up on the, in a ball on the couch and that becomes a, like a, a quick downward spiral. Yeah. So I always push myself, always push myself to go to the gym, whether I want to go or I don't. Because it would be like um, a diabetic not taking insulin. Like if I don't get to the gym, it's gonna, it's gonna be bad. I, I see that now, like as um, now that I'm really getting into it, and I started these morning workouts. If like, I, I missed Wednesday because I went out, I, Thursday because I went out late Wednesday. I didn't get home till like almost one in the morning, so I, I just couldn't get up the next morning. I needed some kind of sleep before work. But like it was like I, I missed it. Like I was like a, I, I wasn't the same. Like I didn't feel the same that day. Uh, so I can, I get that whole thing of like, it's more, and I always say that too, like working out besides what it physically does to you. I think mentally it's, it's, it's a better, has better effects. Than I have a else. much more productive day if I exercise in the morning. Yeah. I, I, f I find that out. Like yeah, I switch to the spi morning spills over to everything. Well, you know, it's after work. I was like, uh, I would go to the gym, but I was, I was tired from work. I didn't feel like I was putting the best workout in. Here it is. I get up in the first thing in the morning. I just go to the gym. I have my workout, and I just feel great for the rest of the day. And it's just—I think it just pushes me forward, like move doing doing anything else. I'm more motivated to eat healthy. Um, I'm in a better mood. It's the best I could be in. Um, no, it definitely changes yeah. things. You know, it's comedy is no different. Is you don't have a boss. Yeah. Like you don't punch a clock. Like I've had office jobs where you have to be there at eight thirty sharp, and you get your lunch break at exactly twelve, and you get twenty nine minutes, and they time your bathroom breaks. There's nobody looking over your shoulder in comedy. No. If you don't want to go do an open mic, you don't do it. If you don't want to write, you don't write. But if you want to be good at it, you have to become self disciplined. You have to force yourself to write. You got to go to open mics in front of, you know, seven people at a bar when it's 20 degrees out and you're tired, you don't want to do it. And that's what the gym is. Like, I don't want to go all the time. Same thing when I started this, you know, I've been doing this jujitsu for two years. I cry every time I go. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I never get in my car like, I'm going to jujitsu. I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this. And um, I always feel better when I leave. You feel a million times better afterwards. A million times better. That's, that's how I feel about like, you know, <coughs> that for me was my Saturday walk. And not that I have to force myself to go, but to me, that's like, the best workout of the week because I feel as far as mentally the best after I do that because I'm, I'm clearing my head. Um, I get, you know, one, just walking around the place. It's nice. It's nice scenery and everything, fresh air. Um, 
So I get that whole thing that after it's done, it's a big feeling of accomplishment. But like you said, like you've always been, I think, one of the most motivated people I've known as far as even just doing the mic stuff. Forget about even fitness, but like, you know, hitting the mics, writing. Even now, like, you know, you're over 10 years in, you still hit open mics. I tried to. I don't do, look, I don't do what I used to do. And, and I probably should. I could hustle harder. But yeah. I really try to constantly write and push myself and get better. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same thing with exercise. They all go hand in hand. I used to always tell you, what's that saying I used to say? The way you do anything is the way you do everything. Yeah. You're either motivated or you're not. Well, we've, you yeah. can't half-ass half your life and kill it in the other half. It doesn't work that way. So that's how you've stayed in shape, basically, Yeah, just stayed over 30 some years. I've never gone, barring an injury, I've yeah. never gone a month without exercising. Wow. Never. Like since I was, I started out working out at 18 because I was like kind of doughy in high school. Yeah. You know, I never exercised. I played some, I played basketball, but I was like kind of slow and not in great shape. Okay. So I started working out at like 17, 18 and a lot of it was mental. Okay. And um, I've never stopped. So you're talking like 30 something years. I've always done something. Something, some Some, kind of exercise. Some some kind of exercise. Yeah. To to me, it's it's crazy because like I... (coughs) Just like now, you know, it's just a short time for me. Like I worked out here and there, but never for like a, that long of a time. So I, I can't, it's hard for me, like how people, it's still like, you know, I still, not that I have to force myself to do it, but it's still becoming habit forming where like doing something for 30 something years. To mm-hmm. me, that's insane that like actually working out and some kind of fitness is a part of somebody's life for that long. But that's again, why I guess you're not at WW and I am. Like, I worry. My weight fluctuates. When I started comedy, it was a point we were like four or five years in. Mm-hmm. But we were working a lot. We go to the diner almost every night. Mm-hmm. I put on weight, but I didn't know I put on weight. I went to Mexico with my brother, and I had my shirt off. And my brother was like, you put on some weight. I'm like, yeah, I gained a few. He's like, no, you're fat. <laughs> well, you, and I was you, like, what? And then he showed me a picture, and I was like, I was 220. That's one thing about you and your family don't sugarcoat anything. So oh, if you bet my brother Danny, no. Well, that's why whenever he comes to a show, I'm like, oh, what did Danny yeah, say? It's yeah. cringeworthy, my brother. <laughs> So I got up to, I was 220. Right now I'm about 195. Okay. So 25 pounds on me is a lot of weight. It's the heaviest I've ever been. And um, I lost the weight by giving up cereal. That was it? That was, I can't tell you how much cereal I ate. I would get up in the morning. So like if you read the ingredients on cereal, like a serving yeah. of cereal is like, you know, whatever it is. It's like, this, it's like a cup. Three quarters. Well, actually, it's three yeah. quarters of a cup. Yeah, I eat a salad bowl like um, Jason Siegel and forgetting Sarah Marshall. I have Guilt- like the bowl, you know. Guilty I've done that. And then I keep filling it until the milk's gone. Like if there's milk in the bowl, I just yeah. keep pouring. So I'm, what, what does that come out to be like 14 servings of cereal in the morning? Yeah, it's all sugar and carbs. It's like 12 or 14 servings. And then when you do shows at night, what's better at midnight? Cereal. Than Reese's. Uh, Reese's Puffs, that's my favorite cereal. So I would eat like four or five bowls of those at night. So all I did was, this has been probably five years. I haven't had cereal in five years. Wow. Like I gave up all, I used to have like Fruity Pebbles, Reese's Puffs, Fruit Loops, Tricks, uh, Raisin Nut Crunch, anything with sugar. No, like, nothing like, you know, like a... no, know, nothing I mean, healthy. Nothing healthy like no, a there's no life. There's no life. <laughs> <laughs> it was all like kid cereals. Uh, McKenna wants to know, where do you guys buy your hats? <laughs> it's a small head store. You can't. You got to have a really small head to get these hats. Uh, that's insane that you've lost 25 pounds from cutting out cereal. But that's what it is. It's about, just... yeah, about 25. All I did was I didn't change my exercise, anything yeah. else in my diet. All I did was I started eating like... Um, my breakfast usually is like either a protein bar or a couple mm-hmm. eggs. That's what I eat for breakfast. Okay. 
And you, what protein bar would you recommend as a? Um, the, I get bored because I eat the same ones. Yeah, like you got me eating those built bars. The built bars. Yeah, but those things like are are they're a little chewy sometimes, and I eat quick. You see the way I eat. Yeah. So that can like lodge in my throat. I have to make sure I chew more. Yeah. I've choked on a built bar. Yeah, you have to chew your food, Zeke. Right? No, <laughs> things been like I've been like wedged in my throat. Um, I get Cliff protein bars. The See, Cliff's one's too, much, too many points for me. Yeah, I think it's like 20. I don't know how many calories are in it. A lot of calories, a lot of sugar. I do those Quest bars. I like Quest bars. They're right. They're a little, a little uh, chalky. You know what the, the secret of Quest bar is? You get like a cookie dough one, and you cut it into fours and put it in the air fryer for like four minutes. Put it in the what? Air fryer. And it's like a cookie. Really? Yeah. Or you can do what I do and just eat it in six seconds. Um, I, I don't even taste those things. Those are like, that's not something I enjoy. That's eating because I have to eat. Okay. Well, like I need, fu- I need fuel in my body in the morning. That's what I'm trying. And that's been the hardest, <coughs> one of the hardest things for me, like in this journey, is associating food as fuel. Because for, forever, it was just that thing that solved everything. Like it was sadness, happiness. Um, but now I'm actually conscious of like, okay, I'm going to the gym. I try to have something before I go that is going to fuel me for my workout. Yeah. I have a protein packed breakfast when I get back to work afterwards. And this thing, try to eat healthy throughout the rest of the day. And that's how I, I start to look at food. Uh, it was always like, you know, I just, just eat to, to eat. I mean, you, you, you saw firsthand for many years of what that was like. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like to eat. I'm the same way. Well, you were there when I almost f- passed out at the diner from the, the pancakes. Like, I ate at the diner on the way here. I stopped by okay. myself at the diner down the block. It's a good diner. So I, I knew I was coming here, so yeah. I ate there. And on the way here, you guys have an Arby's. There's an Arby's Not right a lot there. of Arby's left no. on Long Island. So as that I passed way. it, I'm like, guess what I'm getting on the way home? Because it's on the other side of the street. <laughs> it is. So I'm already like, I just finished eating, and I'm planning on the way home grabbing Arby's. It's good there that, that Arby's is good. I've, I've eaten there many times. Uh, but like I remember one night we were at the diner and I ordered uh, chocolate chip pancakes with butter, syrup, and there was like bacon and sausage with it. And it was I the red velvet ones, right? Was it the red velvet? That was a separate time. That's this separate this was, I had, well, I, I guess both times, I had like a, almost a diabetic coma at the table. Yeah, you almost went face down into the pancakes. But here's the thing I would leave there, we ate, and I would eat again. Like that's remember you you were you were eating good, but you would let me. You, this was before you were doing the Weight Watchers and really <laughs> dedicated. You were trying, but you were falling off the wagon a lot. And once you went through a drive-through and you went to mute me, <laughs> you thought you muted me, but you didn't hit the mute button. All I heard you were like, "Give me three gordita crunches, large fry," <laughs> and you got back on. You're like, ah, "I just had to take care of something." <laughs> like I heard it all. <laughs> That was my move. I would mute people. If I was on the, they on tried the to mute j- me, and yeah. I heard the whole order, which was an insane order. Well, I used to know the exact price of my order at Wendy's. I mean, one time <laughs> we we went. This was back. This is way back. Uh, probably when I first started doing comedy, we rolled through the drive-through. And it was actually Chris, it was with Chris Young actually, and I I was said uh, I gave my order and I gave him. I said it's going to be eleven eighty four. And he goes, what? I gave him $12. He goes, how do you know? And the guy's like, eleven eighty four, please. Because <laughs> it was the same thing every night. It was like, I used to get the... Um... Chris Young wasn't exactly a picture of health himself. No, but uh, it was just, he was fascinated that I knew that the exact <laughs> price of the the, the, the order was going to be. Because I would eat fast food every night. After I left shows or anything, it was fast food or Dunkin' Donuts. 
I'm fascinated by what's happening here, like looking at Facebook Live. and This is the future to me. You don't understand, like, that I can see myself right now. Well, yeah, we're out. Yeah, I get what's happening, but I've never, you know, I'm never on this stuff. No. So this is, like, all new to you. Yeah, it's all completely new. It's like... (laughs) I don't like it. <laughs> Did you watch Kirby Enthusiasm last night? No, I'll watch okay. it tonight. I'll watch it tonight. There's an old man that reminds me of you. Let's put it that way. <laughs> You'll know why. <laughs> Funkhouse's uncle. Yeah, when you see, <laughs> when you see, <laughs> not, not even Funkhouser. Funkhouser's no. uncle. Well, on the show, he's in China. And the guy really died. I love that, that he died. Yeah. They just wrote him off into China. So his uncle is with his uh, half-brother and... He reminds me uh, the, the way they're interacting. You'll see. You'll know the yeah, exact. I'll call you tonight. Scene. I'm gonna watch yeah. it tonight. You'll know the exact scene. Um, oh, Donna says you seem comfortable for your first time. Who's Donna? Do I know Donna. No. no. Thank you, Donna. <laughs> He's this is Budgie. Very comfortable for his first time. So okay, you know, it was funny because um, not funny, but I had my sister-in-law on here a couple of weeks ago, and you know, I give her a lot of credit. She had that talk with me before I joined. She, you know. But you had many talks with me over the years about losing weight and getting healthy. Probably 100. Yeah. Um, they weren't as subtle as hers. <laughs> Do you remember some of the things you used to tell me? Yeah, and I was right. Yeah. Uh, like, you'd probably be, if you didn't, you'd probably, be, you could be dead today. I, I don't think I would have sold 40, no, to be honest. So. I don't think so. So I, I was, was, well, at the time, I was the heaviest I got was 583. I was 17 pounds away from 600, which was very... It was going to happen in a month or two. I mean, the way I was going. Yeah, that's not good. It's not good when the weight you're close to has its own reality show. <laughs> it's a pretty good tip that maybe it's time to cut some carbs. <laughs> that's that's yeah, the... <laughs> there's no show called My 200-Pound Life. No, no. <laughs> that's the... Uh, yeah, that was... That, you know what it was? That show, actually, it was like... When I saw that, and then, like... And then I came back. I'm like, oh my god, like I'm there. I'm I'm that close to it. But like you guys, I mean, I was always, you know, what it is like. You would always tell me these things, but like in my head, like I didn't think anybody noticed. Isn't that weird? No, because it's what you're it's what you're used to. So for you, it's like ah, it's not so. Like I didn't notice people so struggling on stage or struggling to get to the stage. There or... was a point there though that. And I used to talk to you about it. Like yeah. you were breathing heavy on stage. You couldn't do longer sets. Like it was visible. On stage. That's what I'm saying. The other night, yeah, I watched you, and I'm like, just so much. It's like a whole different person, like a huge difference. That felt good that that night, and it has been. Like you know, I don't have to sit on the stool anymore. I could actually stand during my set. Yeah, you were sitting quick. Oh yeah, it was because pain. I was in a lot of pain. I was, you know, it was so much I, to be on my feet longer than five minutes. It everything started to burn, like my knees, my back, um, just uncomfortable getting out of just standing. I would get out of breath. I used to like the part because you would sit, but your closer was the um, the paint night. The paint night. I would get up, but you you get get up, but it got to a point where it was like you were being launched out of a recliner. Like I knew the closer was coming, and you would have to almost like here we go. I got to stand for this part. You would like create momentum, and you you jump out of the chair to duty. I was always afraid I was going to just shoot myself into the, the first row, the right to the crowd. <laughs> So, I mean, we laugh about it now, but at the time, yeah, yeah I, mean, I did get on you a lot. I used to yell at you at night. Yeah. I, well, I mean, a lot of the, I, I, You know, it was funny that comics would say to me, does Zeke would talk to Like, they would like, put it on you. Like, you had yeah, it was a, always on me. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, did you talk to that? What, what do you want me to do? <laughs> take him down to the gym, make a him run. Ball rescue? I got to go in his refrigerator? 
Start throwing shit out. <laughs> what is? Shut it down. <laughs> Shut it down. They always came to like, have you talked to Anthony? I'm like, yeah, talk to him. <laughs> and what happened? Then we went to the diner. We, we, we the passed diner down his pancakes. <laughs> That's what happens. We had a good time. <laughs> Oh, you know, I used to go, go hang out with Dan Barry too. He's a bad influence. He's just as bad as I did. I don't know how Dan is not. And now he wrestles and. <clears throat> it could just be his metabolic rate because that guy will fluctuate in weight, but I've never seen anybody eat more unhealthy no. than Dan. It's amazing. Susan said, What did you say to me? She what did I say? Yeah, what? some of the things you used to say to me. Um, he's just, he was going to die and stop yeah, it was, shit. It was never like, it, it was never like a motivational type of thing. He'd be like, Hey, you want to die? You, you want like, lapping off body parts? Like, like one day, <laughs> one day he walked into the club and he was limping and I go, what's the matter? And you go, my knee hurts. And I just, I was my honest answer. I looked at him, I go, only one. <laughs> like, how is the other knee? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like that's a win. Um, yeah, it was, uh, and I wasn't. You know, it sounds like I'm, I was like being no, mean, but it, I wasn't. I was concerned as his friend, but that's just uh, the way we talk to each other as comics. Too. That's what people don't understand. It's like comedians, are the, <laughs> it's the most vicious. If you're in a green room with comedians, you would think we're the most vicious people in the world. We kind of are, but like... Yeah, we're pretty bad. We don't sugarcoat anything. And we say, like, you know, what's on our mind and make a joke out of it. And this is how we, we talk to each other. Because I used to give you exercise, you remember? Yeah. Because you couldn't really do weight-bearing stuff because no. your knee and your back and you weren't conditioned. And so I used to tell you what you can do in a chair and get mm -hmm. bands and do certain... There's plenty of things you can do seated. That's how I started. Back up like with exercise. <laughs> I used to I used to sit in the chair and I used to do like, you know, my exercise. I felt like an idiot, but like, you know, I was moving. Because most of my career as a trainer, yeah, I wasn't training athletes. That was part... Like when I owned my own fitness studio, mm -hmm. I had other guys who worked for me that trained athletes. I was training like people with back surgery, shoulder surgery, knee problems, people overweight, deconditioned. So yeah. That's kind of what I'm comfortable training. I don't want to train the guy who's, you know. You don't want to train like guys are Trying to jacked. deadlift 600 pounds. I don't want to train that guy. No, I've <laughs> so, yeah, I've always had, uh, well, since I was 16, I have a knee issue because, you know, I, I had the surgery and mm -hmm. I never took care of myself afterwards. And, you know, recently I found out, you know, I, I have arthritis in my knee, which I probably had for a while. And I just never, you know. I just triggered it. And you were actually right. You, when I was I signed to do the 5K, you told me it was a mistake. Told me, no, you're going to oh, hurt yourself. Oh, yeah, your that would have been the worst. You said you're going to hurt yourself, and I hurt myself training for it. Hurt you. They would have sawed your legs off if you ran a 5K. I wasn't going to run it. I wanted to run. But <laughs> no, then they, 5K is a bad idea. And then I said, I'm going to walk it. And you're like, that's still a bad idea. If you're doing, you know, on your <laughs> it's knees. too much. It's not worth it. It's it's more of an well, ego thing. I like, found out I yeah. I hurt myself training for it. So I found out exactly that, you know. But you know, I agree. I think you always had the knee issue. Yeah. But you weren't doing anything. No. You were sitting on a couch. So how much are you going to hurt? But when you started walking, you were walking you were walking consistently. Like you were going every day and you were doing miles. You'd be out there for yeah. an hour, hour and a half. And I think just that's what created the need to flare up. Yeah. And I, I, I'm, I'm doing exercises now like to, to build the muscles around my knee and my legs and my core. And, and it helped a lot. I just noticed over this last uh, month or so just – Less pressure on my knees and, and you just feeling change better. It up. Yeah, you I change do an it up elliptical. A little bit. You do a bike. You do the hand. Uh, the uh, the old lady the bike. Bike is good. I'm back on the treadmill now. It actually. Uh, yeah, treadmill has a lot more shock absorption than walking outside. And when I'm when I walk down the preserve too, it's not. It's on. It's not. It's dirt. Is it dirt? Yeah, it's, it's not. A little soft and a black pavement. Well, that's the the pavement started killing me right away. Um. Hi, here we go. We got my, my buddy Kevin's got a question for you. He goes, with working out uh, with both lifting, weight, and cardio, what do you recommend doing first during a workout? 
Uh, I do cardio first, but that's more for um, – I don't get too into this calorie burn thing. There are okay. people you start burning body fat at 20 minutes, and I'm not that concerned about that. I just do my cardio first because I get my core temperature up, and you get you know um, synovial fluid, which is like lubricant in your joints. It's just okay. safer for me. I'd rather do cardio first than lift because my body's warmer and looser. I'm the same way. I prefer to do cardio first, not even for those reasons, just that I want to get out of the way. Yeah, which is fine too. Because I, I don't. Mean, like I'm a sweaty mess after cardio. Yeah, which me sucks. too. But um, I never, I never like cardio. So I mean, I like <laughs> it, but I don't. I, I, lifting weights to me has always been fun and like you know a, a stress reliever. So what I actually tend to do is I'll do like 15 minutes of cardio mm-hmm. and get warmed up. Then I'll lift, and then I'll go do whatever whatever cardio I'm going to do hard. I'll do it okay. I, I split it up just for that reason. Yeah, I do my cardio first, then I do weights. I sweat like there's something wrong with me. Me too. So if I do cardio first, it's uncomfortable to do a workout. Okay, that's a, that's what I always... I like just, I'm, like, I'm like soaked. It's disgusting. Yeah, so cardio first has always been a big thing for me because I also feel like I... I well, again, like this is the calorie. I burn more calories too. Mm-hmm. So that's like, you know, with the, the Fitbit and all that stuff, you keep a watch, you know, keep a guy on it. It's, as long as you're moving, it's like... Do you use people, a Fitbit or anything? No. No, not interested in it. Like, no, burning. No, it's silly. I don't. (laughs) If it helps, look, anything that helps, whatever helps you, it's good. But I try to burn like twelve hundred calories per workout. Yeah, it's just the guesstimate, though. It's just based on weight and how much activity you do. It's not the most accurate. It's like those things you see people at the gym measuring their body fat. They're holding this thing. Yeah. Electronic impulses. I'm like, the thing's like forty dollars. You really think that's sending (laughs) electronic impulses through your body? You bite up Models. Like, the thing doesn't work. I don't know. To, to, whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like people are like, oh, this is great. My body fits. Also, no, it's not. It's also have to be, it's, it has to be an accurate heart rate reading as well. Like, you know. Well, that's the um, polar strap is the best way to do that. What is it? The polar strap. Uh, but now they make them with the technology. You don't need the strap. Sometimes the watch will just pick it up. They yeah, make them by, it's a, it's a heart rate monitor, but you used to wear a strap around here. Yeah. Which is not going to be comfortable for some people. Um, and, and the watch would pick it up. And now some of them, you don't even need the strap. Just it need just, the, the it watch. Just, it picks it up right from here, like the Fitbit. But that does it different. <clears throat> I don't know enough about Fitbits. Okay. Though, how they do with the heart rate? Well, it, I just don't want to hear people tell me about their steps anymore. I'm, I'm what trying. do you mean? That's why I don't like Fitbits. Is that false? Like ten, you know, the whole ten thousand step thing? Is that like? A, no, it's not that it's false, but like that's just daily activity to me. Like people yeah. just walk. They're like, oh, I'm like, it's not really exercise. That's how you get to the gym walking. <laughs> You know what I mean? You got to do something that's out Some of people your... walking is exercise. For some, but for a lot of, most people with Fitbits, I see these people walking around like 10,000 steps. I'm like, try running for 15 minutes. It's better than 10,000 steps. So, okay. So it's <laughs> misleading it's diff- a little bit. It's for some, like I said, f- like when you started, that's awesome because you just need to move. Yeah. When you started, you know, you're not going to be doing the stair climber when you first started. No. I so you need to now. just move. But for the average person walking around with a Fitbit, like I did 10,000 steps. I'm like, that's not really exercise for them. Yeah, Donna's just a motivator. It is it is a big motivational it is, yeah. tool. It, People it, like to log their I like to log everything. I log my sleep. I log, I log uh you know You sleep? Yeah, it tracks your sleep. Oh really? Yeah. All right. I sleep good. That's what it's not dreams I have. God probably burned fifty thousand calories at night. Horror <laughs> shows. calories during <laughs> sleep when it's just the horror show that goes on in my head when I sleep. Well tonight that my, my heat's not work my heat's not shutting off. I'm gonna have a... I'm burned nine million calories. I, I feel like I'm at my mother, I feel like I'm at my mother's apartment right now. It's, it's oh yeah, it's coming out. I can feel yeah. it. Well, I have the wind. I had the window open, but I had the door open there. I should uh I should wait in tomorrow morning, let alone <laughs> sweating it out in, in in the hot box house. But um, who else is on there? Can you see? 
Where? On, on, your, on listening. Can yeah, you I can see. I'm so, fa- <laughs> I'm so fascinated. You're so fascinated about my cousin Marie's watching. Oh, hello, Marie. Yeah. Um, I'm going to Florida Wednesday. I'm going to see your brother. That's I'm excited about that. Getting on a plane for the first time in uh, since 2007. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I was talking so about that. I got uh, I bought I spent a little extra money and got the extra leg room. And so far, no one's in my row. I keep checking every every day. You're gonna be fine. It's a it's a good goal to be able to do that. I think that's kind of good. I'd love to be at the air. I'd love to be able to like video log this <laughs> whole trip as you go into the airport. McKenna McKenna already. <laughs> I already played out the post. <laughs> I should call him tonight. Find out what find out what gate you're leaving from and just be there. <laughs> you guys see me off. <laughs> like an episode of Catfish. We just got handheld cameras following you onto the plane. Yeah, uh, that'd be horrible. <laughs> no, it's gonna be great. I think that's good. I mean, it, it's gonna be. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. I, you know, and I, I just, you know, what's even the weir- weirder thing is that the first time I'm using an Uber. I never used an Uber before. Uber's great. I never, you know me, I don't I, like anything with an app or anything yeah. like that, but like when I travel on the road, if I'm in different cities, Use an Uber. It's, oh, it's awesome. I booked it today. I booked my Uber for uh It's Uber. so easy. It is. I, it, it's uh, so Wednesday, they're picking me up like 1230 to go to the airport. No, it's great. It's way cheaper than a cab. I'm just nervous about like, do I talk to the, do you talk to the guy? I don't. They okay. try to talk to you sometimes, but I don't want to talk to him. I mean, I'll talk a little bit. But... I'm just surprised more people aren't murdered. I think it just seems like an easy way to murder people. Yeah, but I don't think they would have it if that was the case. Yeah, that's all, I'm just gonna. Something's gonna happen one day. I, mean, I, I would assume. I'm just surprised it doesn't happen. It probably has. I like mean, when my niece takes one and stuff, I'm like, don't go alone. Like, I don't know who this dude picking you up in a Taurus is. Yeah, but everything's like <laughs> monitored. They have his yeah. location, they know exactly where he is. It's, it's, oh, yeah. You can't murder people today, today's day and age and get away with it. Yeah, I do that. It's no more serial killers. Yeah. It's unless, too hard. Unless that's why, unless I'm, that's why I'm amazed that show you on Netflix. They're actually showing you how to get away with it in this day and age. Well, that's the most unreal. I, I watch the show and I like it, but it's ridiculous. Yeah. That guy's killed like seven people an episode. Yeah. Tom, Tom Murphy wants to know what airline. I'm not telling you what airline. Uh, he's, he's a pilot. That would be great if Tom was the pilot. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to get me back at all the shitty things I said to him. Just make announcements <laughs> over the PA the whole flight. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I've, I've been friends with you for a while and... This is, I guess, because, you know, it is a weight loss journey podcast, and I do WW. You're not the biggest fan of WW. No. As I've, I've gotten that over I'm the not, years. Yeah, I'm not. Look, it's worked for you. This is the first thing. I've known you for 10 years. The first yeah. thing you committed to. It gives you a structure. It works for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I have my issues with it as a diet. Okay. But. What are, like, some of your issues, just to educate? Um, I don't love the whole point system because sometimes it's the types of foods that people are eating mm-hmm. or the portions. I don't know how they calculate it. I don't know enough of the signs behind Weight Watchers, but sometimes there seems to be different portions. Like you hit a, you you really adhere to the program. Like you're yeah. very strict with it. I'm very strict. You even it. switched up from one color to another. Some yeah. things were point. I don't know the differences, but we had that discussion that day because you you had stagnated. I'm like, you got to switch something up. Uh, yeah. Well, I went from blue to green, <laughs> which blue. Like things like chicken, non-fat Greek yogurt, beans, uh, stuff like that with zero smart points. Eggs with zero smart points. On green, the only thing that is zero is like fruits and vegetables. But even some vegetables, like starchy vegetables, like corn and peas, they have a point value. So, so there's a lot less zero-point foods on green. Most things have a point value to it. And I never know when somebody has something medically 
going on, mm-hmm. thyroid issues, pituitary, whatever it is that's inhibiting their weight loss, which is not that uncommon. Um, so with that, I look at the diet. I watched you. You got to you had lost the two hundred, mm-hmm. and then gained some back, and then lost a little and gained. And you've been kind of stuck in that one ninety range for a while, which is I know it's frustrating to you because mm-hmm. you haven't. It's not like you fell off the program. No, I, I don't know how much of that's contributed to like what I was going through as far as with my knee and stuff like that. Um, now that I feel like I'm back from that, like it was, it was a lot. It was. You know, when I first hurt my knee, it was tough. I couldn't really do anything. Couldn't exercise, really. Um, I try, and I tried to find things, and they started with the gel shots and the medication they put me on. All that, you know, the, as soon as they put me on that medication, it made me retain water. I felt it. I just felt myself swollen. Um, and then I, you know, went through the shots, whole thing. I couldn't work out after with the shots. So I went through a, a little period of, through the holidays and everything, and I feel now I'm just starting to, <sighs> to break through that a little bit. Because I don't know how to do the points, but some foods I look at, like, mm-hmm. I don't care how much points they are. Like, those are things I would never eat if I was on a health kick. Like what? Like uh, any kind of pancake. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's, not a, it's a pancake. It's what's in the pancake. Yeah, it's a pancake. <laughs> it was banana and eggs. It's, what else is it? It's not just banana and eggs. What else makes that pancake? The protein powder. It's protein powder? I don't know. They look like pancakes to me. And the stuff on them. I'll so. tell you what's in my, 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 my pancakes. It's Kodiak cake mix. It's a protein pancake powder. Um... There is banana, eggs, and almond milk. That's all that's in there? Yeah. All right. Just looks like a lot. I look at that breakfast. I go, that's a breakfast. I wanna, that's, that's if I go to the Hamptons, I have that breakfast. That's a fancy breakfast. Uh, <laughs> like, I'll have, three egg, I'll have three egg whites and go to the gym. <laughs> what are you reading? Who's writing up there? No, he didn't write it before. I'm just laughing at you. It's, I have three egg whites. I go to the gym. Um, <laughs> and, I'm, and, I'm, <clears throat> and I'm not on Weight Watchers. Uh, He says, you mentioned in the beginning you don't have a background in nutrition, but learned about it. Do you have any books you would recommend? Um, On nutrition? No. I I honestly don't. There's been so many – I've been doing this for 24 years, 25 years. I can't tell you the amount of fad diets in 25 years. From the zone to the Atkins to the cabbage soup diet to the paleo diet – to the 30, was it 30 day, whatever it is now. It's a new one. There's, yeah. so, there's been like 70 of them well, in 24 even years. Even WW's changed over the years so much. So from when I first started doing it, it was, I remember one point <laughs> they they calculated points based on, uh, it was calories, um, fat. Well, they turned like the food pyramid, years ago, they turned the food pyramid upside down. Yeah. They changed it. So it's like, they go back, that's why I'm, he's asking if there's a good book. Yeah. There's been a lot of books that have been bestsellers. And then two years later, they're at five below on a table. Yeah. You get them for 30 cents. Um, there's been so many of those books out that I just believe in just some of it's a little common sense. You know, you just eat healthy. We know, like, obviously, a bagel with cream cheese is probably not the best not breakfast. The best it's not really, you. you need a dietitian background. But there are people who really, their bodies metabolize differently. That's way out of my scope. That's mm-hmm. people like that. I say, go see a dietitian. And um, not, a, not a nutritionist. Okay, dietitian. A dietitian. It's not the same thing. Okay. Because um, one's a bachelor's degree, one's a master's degree, and one has a registered dietitian. They get, they're more qualified. So, thirty plus years in, in the fitness industry. What do you think is the weight, the best weight loss plan, in your opinion, as far as um, nutritionally? I don't honestly, I don't know of one. Yeah. Um, because, like I said, I'm not that well versed in that. Um, there's been so many fad diets. But you also got to be realistic. There might be a great plan out there, but it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's great. Who's going to do it? 
Like I have a friend, he's a chiropractor. He helps me when my back hurts and I talk to him and he's very into nutrition. The kid, the guy's, the kid's a specimen. Yeah. And I said to him, I go, hey, Dave, you know, like I'm just trying to clean up my diet. What do you recommend? He's like, yeah, just stay away from anti-inflammatory foods. I go, like what? He's like, bread, dairy, cheese, sugar. I go, so everything that I eat. You basically just described 98% of my, I go, so that's not, it's not realistic for okay. me. So a lot of times there's, there's this 30 day, I don't know if you know this Whole diet. Whole 30. Whole 30. Yeah. It's a really difficult diet though. You have yes, to prep your food, cook it. You can't eat out. Even like you go to like a Chipotle, the chicken, they do something to the chicken. The chicken's in sugar. Well, they probably put a glaze of Yeah, there's something on someone, the chicken. Yeah. To, for, for, so like you're not even supposed to eat the chicken. It's, it's a very, it's not an easy diet to adhere to. No, but that, what I like about <clears throat> WW is that it's, it's more, it works more with everyday life, long term. It's realistic. Realistic. And um, you can enjoy your life. Yeah, and I, I need, mean, I need, stro- I need, to, I need to answer to something. I can't be left on my own devices. I, you've seen that. Uh, I do think nutrition is very individually based. Yeah. What works for one doesn't always work for another. I mean, physiologically, yes, exercise we're all the same. Mm-hmm. This is how you burn calories. This is how you build muscle. It's kind of a science. It's yeah. not that debatable. But when it comes to nutrition, everybody's everybody metabolizes food differently and has different issues. So not everybody should be eating the same amount of calories or the same types of calories. Well, that's true. You know, the thing is, like, you know, I, um, to me, like, on, on WW, the big thing is to get a blue dot each day, which is with your in 10, 10 points of your target. I think either over or under or something, like within 10 points of your target. I hardly ever get a blue dot because I don't really get, get that close to my target because I, if I'm, when I'm full, I don't eat anymore. I don't just eat to... Fill my points up. So, like, today I actually put it up that, like, you know, one of the things I was proud of this week, only two blue dots. And someone was like, oh, like, are you supposed to get a blue dot every day? I'm like, well, some people. But for me, this is what works for me. Everybody's different. So that's why I'm, I guess you're coming along with the whole thing with nutrition. Everybody's body's built different. Everybody burns things differently. So what works for one person might not work for another. I think why I was, like, fitness isn't, hasn't been my thing for 10 years, my full-time thing yeah that was it's kind of a past life but when i was in it i think i was good at it because i always knew what i didn't know yeah and i think that's a problem is everybody's an expert on everything everybody you got to do and i go yeah you don't know dude <laughs> shut up you don't know uh, people tell me i mean i'm very public with my weight loss journey obviously is, is the podcast and i get a lot of advice and what to do and some things just aren't realistic for me and i i know myself and um Diet's like exercise. People can say, what's the best exercise program? I go, well, if I know you're not going to do an hour of cardio five days a week and lift weights four, who cares if that's the best? You're not going to do it. So you got to give people what's realistic based on their time frame. What what are you really going to do? That's a good point. And I think it's the same thing with diet. That sounds all great. You're going to do it for a week and a half and be gung-ho. And then you're going to go eat a stack of blueberry pancakes because you're going to get sick of it. (laughs) That's that's why everybody diets for for an hour. Go to a gym on January third, and see how crowded. Oh, go I, see how crowded it is. Tell me about it. Yeah, go back February first. There's nobody in my gym in the morning. <laughs> Empty treadmills. Empty treadmills. <laughs> I always get the best treadmill. All right, before we wrap this up, we got some questions from the audience here. Um, you want to answer some questions? Yeah, of course. All right, this question uh, comes from a fellow comic, Jordan Ladderback. He would like to know: At what gas mileage point does an out-of-town gig justify wear and tear on my car? It's, it's an inside joke. Because... It's an inside joke because um, <laughs> I'm very good at math. And uh, when you go on gigs on the road, you got to calculate <laughs> how much are they paying you and then what it bridges cost and tolls. And I count wear and tear on a car. 
We think this is the funniest thing when he says it because I'm like, yeah, gas tall, beat in my car. I'm like, how do you factor that in? Like, <laughs> she was laughing when you need new tires. <laughs> that was very funny. Uh, yeah. Jordan allowed it back. Um, I mean, there's, there's a, now the, the rest are real questions. Uh, that was that, a real question. That's a good question. Okay. Uh, what advice would you give someone just starting out on their health journey? Just what I said is really be realistic to what you're going to do. You have to sit down and go, how many days a week can I realistically get to the gym? Not my okay. fantasy. Like I just watched Rocky. I'm really gung ho. <laughs> I'm going to drink raw eggs. I'm like, no, you're not. You're going to do it for, you're going to hit your snooze button and go yeah, back to bed. Throw up after you drink yeah, you're not going to do that. So come up with a realistic commitment, you know, three mornings a week, four mornings mm-hmm. a week. What time can you go? Um, and you start there. Okay. And that, that's, that's what's realistic. But, there should be a plan with exercise. You don't just go haphazardly to the gym. That's a longer conversation. But depending on goals and your fitness level, um, people do need to know what am I doing when I get there. Okay. Uh, Nick said he's listening to Ziegler. <laughs> he sounds he has a convincing voice, so <laughs> he's listening to. You. Yeah, I've learned the art of bullshit a long time ago. I could. Uh, your thoughts on pre workouts? Any you recommend? Uh, no, I don't recommend any of them. Okay. Pre-workouts, people don't know what it is. Pre-workouts are like these energy drinks. Mm-hmm. They usually like, they have like crazy nays to them. Yeah. Like rush 52 and then you drink it and your heart rate beats out of your chest. I, I eat a banana or some grapes for a workout. Joe DeVito is very knowledgeable with all this stuff, by yeah. the way. The, a fellow comic, but he's very into, very into lifting, but very well read with, with supplements and stuff like that. But we I'm talk about these pre-workouts. There's not a fan of them. A couple of them. There's something in the pre-workout. It'll make your lips numb. Like after you take it, yeah. it's something in the pre-workout, you actually go like, there's like a tingling sensation the on your cocaine? Lips. Is that what's... It kind of. It's speed. It's like, think of a cup of coffee. Now imagine drinking 12 of them. So um, your heart will race. Uh, it gives people a lift. It gives people okay. a jolt. But I don't think it's a good idea to go do exercise, which elevates your heart rate. Okay. But before you even started exercise, your resting heart rate's at 115. That's not good. So it's not really necessary. Okay. Um, any... Workout programs you recommend? Any any at home workout programs you recommend? This is all the buzz ones, and the answer is no. Um, I mean, there's P90X and yeah. the, the Tybo and all these other different things people do. Exercise is so specific to a person that it's really hard to say that and sound and them. sound educated because people okay. are always like, "Do this workout," and I'm like, "Well, that might be good for this guy. Well, that's, yeah. That may cripple this guy." That's actually yeah, really uh, an educated answer, saying like you have to know the person. You got to know what they're. Yeah, it's not for everybody. Yeah. Otherwise, so. even my brother uh, locked into his Peloton and can't get out of it. <laughs> it's Peloton it's into the pedals. That's a hot workout right he, now. He, he couldn't get out of it. He, was, he couldn't click out. Just stuck on the Peloton. He had like a that? panic attack on. He couldn't click out. Can you it. yell for help? It's like six thousand no, dollars. No, he, he had to take his feet out of the shoes and then take his shoes out of the the clicky that's things. The greatest thing ever. Um, last question here. Uh, tell us something we don't know about Anthony. Um, I think you pretty much was there to know. I think you know everything. Is there any dark secrets? Who's that question from? What? Who's the question from? Uh, my friend Rosa. Rosa. Um, she's not from Long Island and not in the comedy scene, so she doesn't. Uh, she doesn't know the uh, the other side. I think he's pretty open. I don't think I have any dark secrets on you. No, right? I mean yeah. I guess not pleasant stories or something like that, or yeah. things I've said to people. I wish I had a good one off the top of my head. No. But... The old, the at the old lady in the parking lot. That's. Oh, that's a weight story, though. Because that was just you being self-conscious about your weight. This was before he lost all the weight. We were in a parking lot, and we went back. Anthony drove. And that's when you were driving like a 
you had like a shaft car. What was that car you were driving? I had a Crown the, Victorian. Crown Victorian. Pimp car from 1975. You should have been wearing a mink coat when we got in that car. Um, so we went out, and Anthony had to get in the car, and he couldn't open his door wide enough to get in the car. And he's yelling about how close the lady parked, and I'm like, she's like six feet away like she's nowhere near the car she's in a she's in the line she's perfectly fine and you were so pissed and then did the lady come out or she was sitting in the, pass, in the passenger seat in the passenger seat and he's like yelling at this poor like 75 year old lady and she's like i'm sorry my friend's driving it's and like, she's i can't see yeah i can't see and <laughs> like, i'm deaf I don't and, give a shit. oh he ripped this poor lady and he wanted nothing to do with me being like yeah she's you got plenty of room to get in that car. I made you get a hop over and push the car, pull the car out. Is that what I had to do? Yeah, you had yeah. To, I couldn't get in. It was... Yeah, but it wasn't her fault. Looking back, maybe not. Um... I think you could have parked another car between your car and her car. <laughs> <laughs> That's what space there was. It was just what you see. McKenna's got voicemails that I leave him that he can't wait to play for these people. See, I don't have it. You don't have any of those. No, you don't leave me any salty voicemails. No, I, I don't leave you voicemails because Usually I don't I think you, I don't think you had to work it. To be honest, actually, I didn't know this. When you like save your voicemails, yeah, I pocket dialed a guy the other day. I did a show for in Jersey, and I'm like, his number's not even in my phone. So I'm like, how the hell did I pocket dial? It wasn't like his number was Rhode Island. Okay, he left me a voicemail and I saved it, but under my voicemails, it has like the numbers. So somehow in my pocket, you hit it. I went to that and I dialed the guy. And I, it took me like a week and a half to figure out how I pocket dialed him. Oh, funny. Everybody's laughing at that story of the yelling at the old ladies. Yeah, that was embarrassing for me. Well, there's been some other things. I've seen people like, you know, I don't let things go. Remember we had a show one time we were outside and some guy came up to us and was like, hey, you know what would be funny if you guys switch shirts? And I'm like, why would that be funny? Oh, that went on. Oh, the guy with the tattoo. Yeah. Asked guy, you if it, yeah. And the guy he was who, an open micer, that guy. He asked you if it took more rum. If I needed more ink. If you need, you're like, why would I need more ink? He's like, well, the, you know, the surface. He's like, I'm it's like, the same size tattoo. Oh, I'm that like, went on for like 20 minutes. So I was like, I said, I'm like, see that tattoo? If it went on your arm, be okay, right? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, so why would I need more? Is it a special kind of tattoo? And I wouldn't let it go. And you like, just let it go. Just let it go. I think people get, because I get it, uh, just even doing jokes about being Jewish. Yeah. People have this weird need to talk to you about it. Yes. Like to act like, hey, I'm cool with this. I'm like, this doesn't make me uncomfortable. So they talk about it. They do it with like race. Yeah. Like you see whenever we have like a, a black guy on the show, they always have to say something like, my friend is black. <laughs> like, all right, we don't care. <laughs> like, you want to hear a Jewish story? I'm like, not really. No, but not really. But they always, I notice, um, have something to say to you about weight. Yes. And I'm always like, why would you think that's okay? Remember the lady who came to you and she goes... And I love when people bring it up to Anthony because I know it's not going to go well. <laughs> so I'm sitting at the bar. I'm like having a fizzy ziggy there. And um, this lady comes over to Anthony and I hear her go, hey, can I ask you a question? And I'm like, this is going to be good. <laughs> and she goes, I have a friend who's a big guy like you. And I'm like, oh, boy. And I turn around. She goes, when he goes to parties and stuff, he brings his own chair like a folding chair. Do you do that? And I was like, yeah, Anthony, do you travel with furniture <laughs> when you go places? Uh, no. I, I said to her, why would I have to do that? Why would I need my own? But you know what? But why would she think that's okay to say? Well, I get where she's coming from because that was always a fear of mine. Like, if I go somewhere, is the chair going to hold me? Like, you know, like when I went to parties at my brother's house. In the yeah, back, we talked about that with the theater. Yeah. Like, the, the theater, that, that actually happened. It was like, you know. They put you in the aisle like a circus They wanted champion. to, and I wouldn't let them do it. I was like, no, I'm squeezing my ass into the seat. But I get people think it. 
But why do you feel it's okay to say that to a well, stranger? I've had people ask me after shows if I was wearing a fat suit. Okay, that, is that really me? That's hilarious. So well, people have asked me if this is a um, a, real a character. Yeah. They're like, is that a stage voice that no. you came up with? I go, yeah, and I settled on this one. This is, yeah. <laughs> This is the stage voice. I, I said to the guy, because he had like a weird looking face. I'm like, oh, is that your face real? I'm like, what's that face? Nice face. Which guy is that? The guy, guy said, Yeah, he's like, you wear a fat suit. I'm like, oh, look at your face. Is that your face? That'd be the, you'd be the best prop comic ever. Yeah. I'm like, no, nah, yeah, wear this to the show. Exactly. Like on The Office, like Michael Klump. Yeah. The Michael. <laughs> <laughs> so that's really, I mean, yeah, I get a lot of questions like that. And like that guy who came up to us afterwards was like, it'd be funny if you change shirts. I'm like, well, why would that be funny? And he's like, you know why? I'm like, no, no, you said it. So you now you tell me why it's funny. I want to hear why it's funny. And you're like, just let it go. Let it go. Yeah, we tell those stories, and then you play that positive motivational music as we close out. <laughs> it's Anthony yelling at people, and then he goes into his Tony Robbins CD. <laughs> it is <laughs> that song. No, it is. We are going to wrap the show up in a little bit before I play the music to really go out. So uh, I want to thank you a lot for coming down. I really appreciate you coming down and being on the podcast. John Ziegler, everybody. You've been asking me for about seven years. Well, I had to get a podcast that people actually listen to. Um, it's my day. <laughs> What's that? As you... <laughs> it's my name. No, that? you Whenever I'd actually do my podcast, I'm like, I don't want to be associated with that. My name. <laughs> I'm a diva. So, no, but you said, like, if they Google my name, I don't want them you know, to... So remember, I, I saw that comes up. I sent you, I sent you the um, the clip of Daniel Day Lewis from The Crucible. When he's like, "It's my name, and I'll never get another." I'm losing gigs. People yeah. are googling me. They're like, "What's this podcast on wrestling?" So finally, I got a podcast people are actually interested in. <laughs> So, uh, once again, throw, throw out your website and where they can find you. Uh, JohnZieglerComedy.com. And you can get all his comedy dates on there. And definitely go see John. He's absolutely hilarious. I'm not just saying that because he's sitting next to me. Um, definitely go check him out. And as always, you can find the podcast at www.podcast.podbean.com. We'll really play the inspirational music now as we head out. I want to thank everybody who joined us on Facebook Live and everybody at home listening on your podcast listening devices. Again, available on iTunes. And let's get those five-star rate and reviews up. I'd love to read those. Uh, we are played in and out each week by Hollow in their single, Something to Believe. This is also available on iTunes. My best friend Nick wrote this song. Check out his new band, Demon Scar. Their full catalog is available on iTunes as well. They release a song every month, so definitely go check them out. Only one place to go for your deli needs. That's Finn's Deli, 4646 Merrick Road in Massapequa. Tell my brother Mike you're coming to the deli just because you heard it on the podcast, just so I can rub it in. And get yourself an Uncle Cheese, the best sandwich in the world. Finn'sDeli.com. You can find me on Instagram at ComicAnthonyD. And also, please join our Patreon page. Become a member at Patreon. Look up WW Bro Podcast. All right, so that's going to happen March 2nd, guys. After March 2nd, the live podcast will only be available in the Patreon member page. So definitely become a Patreon member. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at Podcast. You can find all my comedy dates at anthonydlive.com. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode 108. Have an awesome week. I'll talk to you guys later.